0: I'm Matthew McCabe. Welcome to Miracle Voices. Each episode, we will be delving into stories of forgiveness, healing, and transformation that have come about from integrating the principles of the book, A Course in Miracles. If you want to learn more about A Course in Miracles, visit www acim.org. If you'd like to visit the Miracle Voices site, please go to www.miraclevoices.org. If you feel inspired to make a love offering, please visit us at miraclevoices.org forward slash donate. All donations go support the work of the Foundation for Inner Peace, the publisher of A Course in Miracles. Now here's your program. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to another edition of Miracle Voices. I'm Matthew McCabe here with my co host, Tam Morgan. Tam, how are you doing today? Okay, good morning. It's
1: early where I am this time, and thank you for accommodating my schedule by doing this early. I really appreciate it.
0: No problem. And our guest today is Francis Zhu. Francis, welcome.
2: Thank you. Oh, thank you, thank you, thank you, Tam. It's such a pleasure to be here joining with both of you. Mm, vice versa. And,
0: and Francis, <laughs> tell everybody where you're where you're sitting, where you are in the world right now.
2: Well, I'm sitting um, in Chapala, Mexico, yeah. just by the lake. I can actually see the big lake outside of my window. Um, yeah, it's um, about forty five minutes from the. The second largest city in Mexico, Guadalajara. Yeah,
0: and you've got a beautiful view down there in that in the big white house with a pool with a heart, and it. it looks like something out like a out of uh, John Lennon's Imagine video or something to me. <laughs> yeah.
2: yeah, yeah, that house is so beautiful. You guys should come visit. And the house is actually built very interestingly by this beautiful, um, amazing architect to, in 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 memory of his son. And uh, it's it's a love from the father to his son. Mm.
0: Well, Francis, please tell us how a course in miracles came into your life.
2: Well, a course in miracles came to me um, in I think two thousand six or two thousand seven, when I actually just finished my MBA and was about to start this, some kind of management training program in this massive company in Australia. And I, you know, I was at a point where I was so busy pursuing different goals in the world for so long. And that was the point where I just sort of achieved everything that I was planning to do. And, and yet I felt so empty inside. And so one day I was driving and just started to think, you know, here is where I, I wanted to be always, and here I am. And I thought being here would give me some sort of perspective, clarity, happiness, hope, at least. But I, f- I felt dead dead inside and I just asked myself what what's wrong what's wrong with me what's wrong in my life and what's missing and I was driving and I had a lot of time to think but I just didn't I couldn't come up with the answer I was searching everywhere in my mind couldn't come up with the answer and and I dropped the question but very soon after that I started my my work and just one day at lunch break i was walking in a in a park and the question came back and i was like is this really where i'm supposed to be and where what i'm supposed to be doing why why does everything feel so dead and meaningless and i just had this specific question am i supposed to even be here in australia or should i be moving back to china where i was from and then with that very specific question came a booming voice in the, from the universe, like outside of me, like an audible voice and said, stay. And there is something big that's going to happen here. You need to wait. And it was kind of very startling experience, but I didn't question it. I just look up to the voice and said, okay, and I, I settled with it. But what happened afterwards was that I started to feel, oh, my God, there is a destiny. You know, suddenly everything took on like some sort of purpose that I'm here to, there is a destiny for me and I'm here to, to wait for something. And I started to be um, attentive or be aware of what's going on in my life where am i supposed to go and what is drawing me and just a bunch of books came to my life very very mind opening very different from my upbringing because i i grew up as an atheist never never knew anything about jesus or any spirituality and suddenly a bunch of books came to my life around spirituality metaphysics and it was so mind blowing, but they were all sort of pointing to this other book called A in Miracles. So one day I just, oh, at the same time, you know, on top of all the meaninglessness in my life, I also was dealing with a lot of physical pain. My dad was dying of cancer and was just stressed emotionally. So one day I went to a bookstore and and this book called a small pamphlet called The Gift from A Course in Miracles, something um, caught my attention and then I opened it. And this quote from the course just stood out. And something said, um, it says something like, sickness is a decision of the mind It has nothing to do with the body and the patient can just rise up and say I have no use for this at all and be healed and it was kind of like really I don't know like I had this huge experience reading it and I felt oh my god this is true and I knew it and I've been searching everywhere else everything i realized in that moment that everything i thought i knew and i was searching for was was wrong and and i think that was the point i i felt i'm going to commit to this book i'm going to commit to the truth that it points to and i knew it wasn't going to be like overnight change of mind cuz the the truth it pointed to felt so deep to me and i but i did kind of said to myself, I'm going to give myself to it and find out this is what I'm going to do. So so I f- I felt some sort of a commitment straight away to the course at that point. But I, I was so busy, you know, like my life was so busy. And I actually, after that, I quit my job and started my own business in order to have time to study the course. But it was, you know, I was, I, I still remember that booming voice to ask me to wait and I keep checking in. Is this it? It was, it was still not it. And, you know, eventually what really was, what the voice was ask, asking me to wait was when I met David Hofmeister in Australia and decided that I'm going to join people who live the course. And I'm going to devote my whole life to it with nothing, you know, no other priorities. And I'm going to move to America. That was really what I was waiting for. But it was sort of like a a full commitment. So,
0: wow, that must have been scary. Did you have a lot of uh, back and forth in your mind wrestling with this?
2: Um. To be honest, not not with the course at all um you know, even when I quit my job, I felt like everything was helping me in that um and not with the course at all, but when I really decided to take the practical steps um more radical ones of you know going to uh the across miracles community in America and um <laughs> close down my business sell my house and and all of those practical steps really it was very um emotional and um a lot of emotion got released guilt fear of the future uh of course the the, the mistrust of is 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 this <laughs> spirit going to really take care of me can i really trust all of those doubt and and uh, and a different voice from you know people who like my mother they thought i was crazy and <laughs> <laughs> so those are the things yeah i had to face
0: yeah i i my wife and i we uh, listened to some of the speakers from uh, living miracles which is part of the community you're in down there in mexico and we always laugh when you start talking about your mom because we're like, oh, great, France is going to talk about her mom because <laughs> there's you, there's all this stuff we can totally relate to, like these guilt concepts and all these things you talk about and how you with, dealt with them and how you overcame them. And we're just like, oh, this is, this is great. And also the interactions you describe with your mom are also kind of humorous at times, like the one with your mom and um, the bus company calling and saying, hey, uh, yeah. we want to take care of you. What could you yeah. maybe you could just tell that story because I think it was kind of interesting. You, your thoughts you had going on in your mind, and then the phone call she got.
2: Yeah, sure. Uh, it was just, you know, with me kind of leaving behind really what what was because I wasn't living with my mom for a long time. I was in Australia; she was in China. So moving to Australia uh, to America was somehow triggered a lot of things for her. Um, but I, I think it was mainly the change of purpose in my life and not pursuing what the world was telling me to do in a conventional way. And um, so she felt, you know, I let her down in terms of what she had expected from me and the life path that I, you know, we she, she approved me of. And maybe I would take care of her um, in a certain way when she gets old and so so all of those kind of expectations and um codependency and mother daughter roles constantly coming up and one of the phone calls she was sort of um getting into this complaint again oh you left me and you abandoned me and i you know normally i i would want her to think differently and do not blame me and see it from my perspective. So I would tell her my perspective, but we couldn't really meet there. So this one time um, when she started again, I just said to the spirit in my mind, I said, you know, I'm just going to focus on you today. And if there's any tr- like a true thought, either come from my mom or from myself in my mind, that's the only thing I'm going to reinforce and speak and think, and nothing else. So I'm I'm zooming completely into the spirit, and there was nothing in my mind that that came as a thought to respond to her for like twenty minutes, and she went on crying and crying crying, and I thought, well, I got nothing to say, absolutely nothing. So after twenty minutes, suddenly you know, she popped out of it by herself and she molded and she finished and, and then she went on to laughing about other things. And I was kind of like, wow, I've never reached this point before. I always want to stop her and get her to understand. This is some place I've, I've never been before. And I felt so peaceful the whole time because I wasn't really affected by anything she said. And then after she popped out, suddenly she got a phone call, and she put she put the phone call on speaker on another phone so I can hear it. And it was this like almost sound like a telemarketer started. Hi, my name is who and who. Are, how are you doing today? And my mom just like, Yeah, good. How are you doing? And so they started to con- to converse, and and this lady just said, I'm from this uh, bus company, public bus company, and I we saw on our um monitor system that you were on the bus yesterday and you were carrying something heavy, but nobody in the bus helped me. I uh, helped you, including our own employees. So it was really not acceptable. And we we want to call you to apologize and, and see whether there's anything we can do for you. And my mom said, yeah, I was like um carrying something, yeah, nobody helped me, but she, I was laughing. I thought, like, what? Who does that? <laughs> A bus company calls you and how did they even find your phone number in the first place? And and but but the thing is after that I was thinking, wow, she was complaining about I wasn't looking after her. But that gave me the the perspective of how well she was looked after. Not necessarily by a relative, not by me, not by uh you know, someone, but it's by it's still being so taken care of beyond my wildest imagination. And I felt so peaceful after that, hearing it. And that gave me this glimmer that it actually wasn't her that was concerned about me abandoning her and her not being looked after. It was me. Mm. And the spirit is showing me, I'm going to tell you, I'm going to reflect back to you that she is looked after so you can rest. And I wasn't even in touch with that. But the healing happened regardless, you know.
1: (laughs) Oh, that's great. So it's so amazing how spirit works sometimes because Mm -hmm. for for someone else, um, their perception of that would have been actually, uh, might have been actually Completely fear provoked, like who's watching you on a bus and what's going <laughs> on there? Oh my gosh, I have to come back and take care of you because I'm worried that you're, you're being looked at in a certain way. But but that's not where you came from. You came from your own truth and heard it as a protection, which really really matters on our mm-hmm. path. And I think that yours was uh, really kind of punctuated by. The self inquiry that you had in the first place mm. um, to ask why you were here, what you were doing, and it it connected you with something much deeper from your atheistic approach. Mm. I think to really opening to an internal response instead of like an immediate external response of oh, this is a care caretaking, and that we we are each safe and very hard to to leave that guilt position when (laughs) when one leaves to do something independent um as you have Mm. i have a quick question which is which book was this was that gifts of god that you fell upon
2: gift of god it might be that book is very small very thin and and it's the collection of the quotes from a course yes yes
1: okay That's, that's what it was. That's beautiful. What a great story.
0: You know, Andy, Andy from, um, the community down there, Andy Pidgeman, um, he posted something on Facebook a while back and I didn't know it was a quote from you. Uh, but it was about, you said being on the, this journey for the past last 10 plus years, if you if I have anything new to share with you, it's really just this: just relax. You can relax. You can just trust and relax. Mm. And I feel like at the beginning of this journey, it was still a lot of effort. It was still a lot of fear of not doing it right and trying mm. to assess where I'm at on this spiritual journey, how far I've gone, and how fast. Whether I'm going backward, why are things still the way they are? But it just feels like such a beautiful divine plan. Nothing is what you think. Mm. Oh yeah yeah i just find that very comforting francis i'm like oh okay because sometimes you just like i'm stressed out i get into this role of uh the doer and i'm like should i be doing more and it's just like hey maybe i should just be doing less and uh surrendering to this because you know i i, I think i'm a body and i'm here how am i going to get myself out of this maze yeah. <laughs> Own power like what, what am i thinking i can add to this plan besides just my willingness
1: yeah well, and also the the piece of it too, that's really beautiful in just what you said, Matt, is when Frances wasn't in a doing mode and a responding mode in a certain defensive way, really, it seems like what her mother wanted most was just to be heard, Mm -hmm. just allow her to let go and Mm -hmm. talk and complain and be upset. And instead of it's okay, or I'm going to run back or any response, just to allow her to let let what she was feeling out so that she could also shift and feel like, okay, you listened to her. Yes. And, And then, and then a lot of the shift got to happen on its own without you having to step in and respond in a defensive way.
2: That's, that's very, very true. That's definitely another thing I learned from that. Like, give space hold space for someone instead of trying to change you know spirit never wanted to to change he just wanted to love and yeah. in that everything heals you know
1: yeah yeah
0: Francis I'm curious is is your mother your biggest forgiveness uh in your life or is there another one that maybe you wanted to share
2: I do feel like she's a very rep a strong representation of what, um, how the forgiveness journey really um, has been for me, and uh, yeah, I think I I can share another story around her to sure to sort of emphasize my understanding of of forgiveness. Um, you know, like it it's what it's along the same lines. She has this. Because at the beginning, when I first got the course, before I moved to America, I was very eager to share everything to her and get her to understand, oh, my God, this is the truth. Can't you understand? And and she wasn't interested at all, and I couldn't really meet her. And um, so it's sort of like a lesson for me as well to, to realize it's, it's not about that. You know, somehow I have to step back. I have to really let the spirit um, arrange the miracles. And I can't really personally select to whom and when do I um, call for miracles. So with her, I, I really um, stepped back from wanting her to... To know about the course, so after I came to America, we David and I had many many opportunities to go to China to share um, the teaching of the course, and every time we went, of course, my mom would be like, "Oh, I want to see you. When are we going to have some mother daughter time?" But those trips were so purposeful about sharing this message and. I really had to prioritize what came what came first. And so inevitably, a lot of the, the times, I, I just couldn't have the time to meet with her. And there was this one time, yeah, I, I couldn't meet with her the whole trip until the very end. And she was waiting and she was waiting for me. And finally, we had um, a little bit of time together. We went to a supermarket together and she was just like what is happening you here you were teaching but what what were you even teaching she was asking me what were you even teaching what was this message and i thought wow this is interesting because because i i tried to tell her so many times so i just said you know it was just uh, all on the website and david's Website has been translated into Chinese as well. The course has been translated into Chinese. You could find out if you really wanted to. And so she actually did. She she looked through and then when that point when we finally met and went to the supermarket, she she looked at me, she said, You know, I saw that David is saying this world is not real. And I said, Yeah. And she said, how is this, re- how is this possible? You know, how is this possible? And I can feel that she was really asking. She was really with me. And she she was talking about then what is our relationship? What is our relationship if we're not mother and daughter? So I just kind of prayed to the spirit, like, I don't know how to answer this question that can be received. Please you know put words in my mouth and i i did say in the end that our relationship is just um the relationship between dreamer of the dream and the dream character that's that's the relationship and i kind of went on to to share some some of my experience and some of the understanding that i could put words into and then at the very end of the conversation she said wow So who am I is the only real question, isn't it? I said, yeah. I I Mm. said, so." And it was very surprising to to have her kind of join me in that. And that was the end of the trip. And it was very surprising. And then days later, she called me and she said she had a mystical experience. Um, She was woken up in the middle of the night and everything t- turned into light and there were some messages for her and she i think she wanted to to write it down and when she was looking for pens and turned on the lamp then the light disappeared but because it was all it was very bright and she was and she was asking me what how she how, to, how she makes sense of that because that experience was so striking was kind of the world disappeared for a brief moment, and and I just said, yeah, it's it's not anything to to grasp or trying to relate to other people. It's just for you. But that was for me. What forgiveness was, you know, we a lot of the conflicts and the grievances really was built on this forget forgetting of. we truly are and then we take on this role with each other and this role has so much expectations on each other you're doing this good or you're doing this right what about me what about you and all this fear and concern around you know the special ones and the roles but what I saw in that was if I don't if I really focus on the spirit and not trying to perform miracles on my own just trust the spirit has got it and i i just give myself over to this teaching so fully in every moment then i'm going to realize the truth behind everything which is i'm not even forgiving my mother or she forgive me it's more like i real i remember that we are actually joined in the mind of god and we are this we're both looking to come back to light to God. You know, we're not even mother and daughters in the first place. But that—that's really like a, an experience for me. That—that that was so stabilizing for me. And then, of course, over the years, I—I I, I was given more and more opportunities to, you know, to remember that in different ways through the interaction with her and. Not just her, but with all the people surrounding me. But that was the, the the goal, you know.
0: Yeah, she, your, it, mo- your mom. Your yeah. mom jumped. R- that was a beautiful story. You know, yeah. y- your mom jumped right to uh, like Ramana Maharshi. Like, who am I? Isn't that the question <laughs> he always asks? Like, who who am yeah. I? Just keep asking, who am I? It was amazing that she got there so quick.
2: I know it was so unexpected. Oh, what gosh. a beautiful
1: partnership. <laughs> it's <laughs> like playing leapfrog. <laughs> yeah. Right. <laughs>
0: yeah. Oh, my gosh. I just, oh, that's powerful. A, yeah. Wow.
1: So, so did, I, I'm, I'm assuming, uh, which I shouldn't do, that, that that experience completely transformed her own life so that you could have a continued dialogue um, on, on a different level together. Um, or did she dismiss it later? Did did yeah? What happened? Uh,
2: she dismisses. Uh, she dismissed it. I think in 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 my experience. So actually, I realized that over the years, you know, it is sort of every single time an encounter feels brand new because, oh my god, I don't know what I'm gonna <laughs> face this time because sometimes it was she was really there with me. And sometimes it was complete, like, a different experience. And I, I I, had to find the spirit in that very moment. And then I have this experience of the bus company, you know. It was after that, uh, that kind of experience again and over again. So it, I, I realized that, you know, it's never to even expect someone to be different, but just trust, you know, every single moment is still the moment of learning for me to remember. And I will always be given that opportunity to strengthen this this faith inside.
1: Yeah. It, I, I wondered about the um you know the egoic defense when one isn't quite prepared um <laughs> that, that can happen. You know, that that there is a dismissal of it. Uh, um, but underneath, as you said, you know was there? It showed right. you how how joined uh, minds can be,
0: and that's that's just
1: great. Yeah,
0: thank I mean, you for sharing. That. We we'd like to give listeners really practical help because you know we all get caught in ego storms sometimes, and we feel like we're moving backwards, but we so forward. We so much want to have willingness and move forward, and these ego storms come and they grab us and throw us around and it just feels like there's sadness or you know depression and am am i even making progress what am i doing if you get caught in one of those how how do you recenter and get regrounded
2: Mm -hmm. you know it kind of um already has been reflected by what you said earlier matt this trust When I was um, caught in one of those, oh my God, what's happening? I need to figure it out or I'm stressed that I think I need to do something different. I'm not doing it. I don't know. At first, I would just remember to pause and, and stop and then start to pray. Spirit, help me and show me. And I realized always it, it brought me down to this place to remember, oh, I already gave this day to the spirit. I forgot the spirit. I already gave this day to the spirit to show me. So everything that's happening, I have to trust. I can trust is the spirit that is at work. And I don't have to sort of pinpoint what's wrong and then trying to correct it myself it, it happened so many times that i always brought back to this place oh yeah i already i already prayed this morning to give this day to the spirit so this must be the day the spirit is using do i trust that or not it comes down to do i trust the spirit or trust the ego that everything is wrong and everything is a mess and I have to be the one to save it and and it was so comforting and but in that comfort it was a change of of focus and it was a change of perspective yes this day's the spirits this is what I'm gonna focus on and that's it and then I you know if I didn't really already pray to give this day to the spirit and then i can start again i can do it in that moment but it was actually like chapter 30 or 31 the rules for decision was describing it was so much easier to give the day and set a goal at the beginning to hold the peace up front in the forefront and then when we lose track we can always remember to come back again but that's what i realize is don't yeah don't trust that you have to be the one and you have to be the one to save the day you have to be the one to to be better um to fix everything but shift the mind to the spirit and that's really how i feel the only place i i, I can really relax is that everything i perceive is the spirit's answer to me and i could I can really sit back and watch and have this you know have this trust that yes, this is brought to me by the spirit, yes, this is brought to me by the spirit because of my prayer at the beginning, and um that sh- that works every time
1: somehow that reminds me of um I don't know why my mind went to this it makes me laugh that my mother um used to she had a sister her sister disappeared in a plane disappearance and um so she started to get nervous about everyone or anyone close to her flying and she would always get like if I flew she'd get insurance it would became almost superstitious she'd get insurance because then she knew i'd be okay as long as there was insurance but she she'd do these prayers and she would god bless you know the plane and this and that And then she started to do it for everyone. And she finally realized she was spending so much time doing that and actively sending off the prayers that she, it was taking up so much time that one morning she woke up and she realized, oh, I'm just going to hand all of it over to God. Mm -hmm. So I just say, when I wake up, God bless everyone. And. She felt taken care of. And it again, it was that shift, uh, as we've been speaking about, of the act of thinking we're doing something to save someone or save the day, even in our prayer to God about all the details mm-hmm. and letting it just be you, you take the day. Mm-hmm. You take care of everyone and everything. And I will walk in that trust. Yeah it goes with that choice, the active choice too, of how do I want to be today? What do I want to do in the anchoring of it and the grounding instead of letting it just all happen? Is like it, there's a partnership even in oneself to say, um, I'm gonna anchor in that decision making that that's how I'm gonna to start to see things in that trust.
2: Yes. It's really just a shift of um atten- um focus, as Jesus yeah. says in the course. Yeah. Yeah
1: absolutely
0: well francis we have a fun tradition of going over what our guest's favorite comfort food is so <laughs> i would love to know what's your favorite comfort food it can be from mexico china australia any anywhere there's no rules so hit us with it
2: <laughs> this is a fun tradition i mean i like <laughs> yeah yeah I, I I can tell you right now what feels most fun to me is actually that the spirit picked the food for me and and because actually a lot of the food seems to be comfortable I don't know what's happening with these huge shifts thats happening and um so even with that, like uh, giving the spirit the day up front, it, it involves everything, right? So I find, which I just feel so glad to find that, that I I don't even have to arrange my day and I can let the spirit food will be presented to me in some different ways. And they're so fun and it was amazing. And they range from the most out-of-the-box things that i've never tried to the chinese things i used to eat but yeah i i really want to give you a specific but i have to say the most fun element actually is in the spirit and not choosing ourselves <laughs> not in the food
0: itself yeah right <laughs> i had some really good um gelato down there in the town when i went down there to visit uh, the living miracles community do you ever read some of that?
2: Uh, <laughs> you know, I I'm have... going to tell you
0: my favorite. <laughs>
2: <laughs> that is something I've heard of a lot. Um, that we have good gelatos. So I don't. I don't know whether I've tried the one that you're talking about, but if you come here, maybe we should do it together.
0: Yes, that sounds good.
1: Well, yeah, I, I think Francis also, in Matt saying that, that's that's a voice of spirit telling you to go get some gelato. Yeah. <laughs>
0: This has obviously been a, been planned okay. for you.
2: <laughs> I love it. I love it.
0: <laughs> uh, good, good. Well, Francis, thanks so much for coming on Miracle Voices and sharing your miracle voice. You guys have a lot going on with the Living Miracles community. Maybe you can tell listeners about the uh, online retreats, uh, the weekly movie, and anything else you have going on.
2: Oh, sure, sure. Yeah, um, so every Saturday – um david is doing this uh, movie workshop with where he he shows a movie over zoom and really um provides the um commentary and then then we have people come into the small groups to sh- sort of share their feelings and and what came up um during the movie and some q and a at the end so it's a full on a one-day workshop every single Saturday. And then um, the first weekend, the first full weekend, the Friday, Saturday, Sunday of each month, we also do a Zoom online retreat uh, that will be focusing on a different topic each month. And the upcoming one um, is Miracles are Involuntary. That is the topic and that's going to start um the beginning of september then we have the beginning of october and november and december so it's like uh, the first full weekend of each month
0: oh great and that said mm-hmm. everybody can learn more at living miracle right is that your website yes yes okay. so if you want to learn sure. about the movies um the online workshops and i attend those movies uh here and there and really enjoy them there on saturday i want to say it like maybe it's at 10 a.m like mountain time. So that'd be 12 PM Eastern time is what it is. And they're really helpful. Uh David usually gives an hour, or 45 minute talk beforehand, then pauses the movie as we go through it and talk about aspects of how it relates to forgiveness. And then there's that those small groups afterwards. Find it really helpful and fun too. There's some really fun movies in there.
2: Yeah. It's it's a great way to join together in a fun and relaxed way. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm.
0: And people ask they email us sometimes, say, hey, how how can I find I I don't have anybody else that lives near me that talks about, you know, a Course in Miracles or Forgiveness or anything. Like I'm this uh like I feel like an alien. And uh I say, Oh well, go there, because you can break off in a small group and talk to other people that are in all different parts of the world. It's a pretty international crowd there, so it's it's fun. Mm-hmm. Well, Francis, thanks for waking up early with us and coming on miracle voices we really appreciate it and good luck with you Have everything going down <laughs> i can't speak good luck with everything going on down there in lake chapala
2: thank you matt thank you so much Tam. it's uh yeah real joy to to be with you guys and please do come visit
0: thanks so much for listening today please subscribe to miracle voices by hitting the subscribe button on your podcast app If you are enjoying these conversations, please consider leaving us a review on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or whatever podcast app you use. And lastly, please visit us at MiracleVoices.org and join our newsletter so we can stay connected. Until the next podcast, I want to leave you with my favorite course quote, When you want only love, you will see nothing else.